What is the state of sneaker culture? We're going to go over this and a lot more things. This is Fire Footwear. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Fire Footwear. As always, this is your host, Matt Freitz. You can call me the Iceman. You can call me Matty Ice. I really don't care, as always, what you call me. I am just happy that you are still sticking with this show. It's been a little bit since we came out with an episode, and I have to cop to something right off the bat. I think that sneakers have become boring, or at least I myself have become bored with sneakers. And I want to get into that because over the last few weeks that I haven't been putting out content, I've been asking myself this question about what is the state of sneaker culture. And honestly, it's been posed to me from other people too. People still find this show, people still listen to the show, and I wanna thank each and every one of you, every single person who has given me even a minute of your time over the last year or so. You really humble me and you make me very happy. This show is certainly worthwhile. It's just the subject matter of sneakers somehow has changed in a way, and I'm not really sure how to define it. And I wanna take this moment in this episode to really dig deep into that because I think that it's worth venturing into. Honestly, this show I thought would have content all the way through no matter what because I thought that sneakers would continue on this trend of being so popular and being so hyped that there was just going to be a lot of news to talk about. There is news to talk about in the sneaker world. There always will be. It's just a matter of where is the culture today? And I think that's the fundamental question that we have to ask ourselves. Is that word culture still applicable today? That's the part that I'm not really sure about because I think when people hear the word sneaker culture, they think of a very specific event or a very specific zeitgeist in society. I'm not really sure if that exists the same way that we all remember it. I think that I'm old enough to remember what sneaker culture means and I think where it started, its origins. We've been over a lot of history on this podcast. We certainly have. It's something that I think is very, very important if you want to be a part of this revolution of sneakers. I think that you need to understand where you came from in this culture. I think you need to understand where the shoes came from. All of the things that release today, they have some origin or point of origin that I think we need to understand. And I think that it's very, very important for us as an audience and me as a creator to be able to give you a little bit of that history. And over the course of time, I think that I have uncovered that the history is maybe more interesting than what is happening in the present. If you look at the present state of sneaker culture today, and let's just focus on the shoes from now on, or at least for this particular moment, because the shoes I think are the least interesting part of sneaker culture, if I'm being honest. I think that the people, and I've said this to you many times on the airwaves, I think the people are really what makes sneaker culture sneaker culture. I think that they make the culture interesting. And I don't know if the shoes themselves can sort of carry this because I think there are many different types of people in the culture. And I think it's important that we understand that. But as you go through the history, you realize that we are rinsing and repeating so many different things to the point that today, sneaker culture is oversaturated. If you're listening to this and if you're watching on YouTube, this is now a show that's on YouTube as a part of the INC Sports Paradigm, which is part of Iceman and Coach. I've talked to you about that before. Kind of bury the lead, a little bit of an announcement there, but we are part of INC Sports on YouTube only. Nothing is going to change for you in the audio space. It's just a matter of, hey, if you want to see me on video, you can subscribe to INC Sports YouTube channel. But as we've gone over this, I'm realizing that we're rinsing and repeating. We're getting a lot of the same Jordans. We're getting a lot of the same dunks. Honestly, we're getting a lot of the same silhouettes. And what's happening is I think that Jordans and Dunks have become so stale 
to the point that other silhouettes are getting a little bit of shine, but I think that people are even bored with those. I really believe that people are bored with sneakers in general. And if you look at the culture where we are today, think about the sneakers that are the most hyped right now. They're all mesh running sneakers. Just look at all the releases that are coming out. New Balance kind of started this. New Balance was able to zig where others were zagging and was able to give you quality materials, great colorways, and really give New Balance a shine that it really never had before. And in all honesty, they're sort of going through this resurgence the way that Nike went through this resurgence in basketball. And if you saw the movie Air, which I reviewed a couple of weeks ago, that's really how they got here. They revolutionized their basketball industry in terms of sneakers by getting Michael Jordan. The rest is history. New Balance is kind of doing that because they were always known as a running company. They're still known as a running company. As somebody who used to run marathons, I know that New Balance is very, very big in that game. Nike is too. Adidas is too. But I think other companies such as Asics are a little bit more at the forefront when it comes to running technology. And I think Nike and Adidas have sort of fallen behind. I think that people, if you are a Nike person or an Adidas person, you're going to wear those no matter what. But if you look at lifestyle shoes, if you were wearing sneakers, I'm talking about running sneakers specifically as your lifestyle shoes, that was a dad shoe choice. And dad shoes are still very, very popular. If you look at mesh running shoes, if you look at just New Balance in general, a lot of these silhouettes are now becoming popular within the quote unquote mainstream sneaker culture. And what does it take to be popular in mainstream sneakers? Popularity with young people. That's how you know you've made it. That's why Crocs are having a moment and probably will have a moment for a while because they're comfortable. Young people are going to wear them until this, this phase of athleisure, wearing that athleisure everywhere becomes non-existent. It's gonna take a while because I'm not gonna lie, wearing comfortable clothes all the time is great. But I think now sneaker culture is focusing on this particular portion of the market space because that's where the money is. Because what they're seeing and what we all know is that sneakers that we traditionally know to sell out all the time, especially since 2020, those are sitting on the shelves to the point that if you go to a Nike outlet somewhere, you can find really good stuff at a discount. We're not even talking about it just being available in general. We're talking about at a discount. My wife was able to find Air Max One Big Bubbles, the OGs. These are things that would have sold out rapidly two years ago. Now you're getting them for 20% off. That's incredible. It's honestly where we want to be. But in order for these sneaker companies to make money, they have to pivot. How are they pivoting? They're giving you something that you could have gotten 10 years ago. I don't mean to hate on all of this mess shoe running shoe fad. It's not that it's not fire. There are certainly fire silhouettes to be had. And you know me, I'll always tell you, wear what you wanna wear. Rock what you wanna rock, because I think that that's what really makes sneaker culture the way that it is. That's the best thing about it, is that there's something for everybody. So if that's your jam, friggin' wear it. Don't worry about what other people think. Don't worry about what Jordan heads think or whatever. You go ahead and wear what you wanna wear. But I think from a business perspective, when you think about these companies, I always say that they're trying to make a lot of money. They're rinsing and repeating things that you could have gotten 10 years ago. The kind of colorways that you saw on running shoes, they were willing to take a risk. They were bright, they were vibrant, they were kind of a little bit eclectic because that's what you needed when you were running, reflective, you wanted to be seen. That's really where I saw a lot of innovation in terms of colors. And now sneaker companies are taking something that you could have gotten for retail price 10 years ago, slapping a name on it, and now they're selling it to you as if it's some huge commodity, that it's some rare thing, some hype thing. Hype is always going to go with whatever the fad is of the moment. We, the consumer, are going to dictate that. But I look at it and think this is disappointing. The other part of what's going on is the people. 
Now the shoes is one thing. That's why we all come to the table, obviously. I did say earlier that I don't think that the shoes themselves can carry the market, and I don't believe that they can. I do believe that the people are going to be the ones who are going to usher this wherever it's going to go. And things are only worth what people are willing to pay. That is standard issue economics. And now, where are we though in the rest of it? Who are these people that are buying sneakers? I think two years ago, even as recently as maybe last year, this time last year, resale culture was still huge. And I say, or I would say, that resale culture probably had a moment of what? Six or seven years where it was probably at its peak. I think in the midst of the pandemic in 2020, it really hit a fever pitch. And I think it went all the way to 2021. And throughout 2022, things started to take a little bit of a dive. It was gradual though, because people are still willing to pay a lot of high prices to get these shoes because hype was still driving the market. And now with oversaturation, and the way that the culture is splitting into different factions, I think sneakers is not what it used to be. So I really think that if you look at the culture in general, let's look at the people. Who are the people that are consuming these shoes? You're gonna have your OGs. I'm not one of them, I never claim to be, but you're gonna have your OGs. These are people that have been in the game since day one or damn near close to day one. Their collections are massive. They appreciate the history. They were alive for Michael Jordan's career. I think that that does matter some. If you're an OG in the game or you're somebody that has lived through all of that, sneakers means a little bit something different to you than it does to a lot of the young people growing up. It doesn't make you any better. It just means that you experience the culture a little bit differently because that history is something that you saw and lived through. And it's just like comparing Michael Jordan and LeBron James and Tom Brady or a quarterback from the 70s. Your vantage point is going to be skewed based off of your upbringing when you grew up and when you did most of your young living. And for me, that was mostly in the 90s. That's when Michael Jordan was winning championships. So I'm gonna be skewed toward that a little bit. But now I think you have this culture that is all consuming. I talk about celebrities, rappers, musicians, they're all in the sneaker game, but not everybody is in the game the same way. So I think you take celebrities out of it and I think you take OGs out of it. And where does that leave us? It leaves everybody else. Everybody else is just looking for the next fix. But on the whole, what are some of the big complaints that we had in terms of sneakers over the last few years? Lack of availability, high resale prices, no restocks. These are things we really don't have to worry anymore. Hype sneakers are always gonna be hype sneakers. You're never gonna be able to get that to where you can get those for retail and those are gonna sit. As much as it pains me to say this, Travis Scott is going to sell out just about every time unless the shoe flat out sucks. And don't get me wrong, he has given us a few stinkers and those really haven't sold that well, but you're still gonna have that name recognition. The people that put their name on them, they're going to get hype behind their product. It's just the way that it works. People know who J Balvin is, they know who Travis Scott is, they know who a lot of these celebrities are. Anybody that designs a shoe, for the most part, they're gonna get some hype behind them. It doesn't mean that it's a guarantee. Billie Eilish didn't have a lot of hype because quite frankly, the shoes weren't that great. So you have to have name recognition and you have to have something that is eye-popping. But I think for the most part, for the established people, you're gonna see sales because that's the way that it works. But let's take out all those hype pieces, your Ama Maniers and your Travis Scotts and all of your general releases. Folks, there are tons of them that come out, tons of them. So much to the point that I don't think we can really all keep up with them. Can you? I know I can't. I'm looking at release of the week and I have to scroll four or five times for all the shoes that are coming out just this week. There's no way we can consume them all. There's no way that companies can think we can consume them all. So they're giving us what we wanted all along. They're giving us choices and they're giving us, and this is the key, availability of those choices. 
We can honestly go to the store and find just about whatever we want. And if we have the availability of our time to be able to try and get a release, not just on sneakers, but in other places, I really believe that if you want something, it's more attainable than ever. And yes, not as attainable as something that you can walk into the store and get, but that's kind of not the point. Sneaker culture is not meant to have all of these shoes that you can literally just walk in and get. There has to be some exclusivity to it. And that's why the mesh running shoe thing kind of bugs me a little bit because 10 or 15 years ago, when you walked into a sports authority, you walked into a Dick Sporting Goods and you were getting actual running shoes, they looked a lot like what you're seeing today. But the other thing is that the availability has sort of hindered some other markets. The rep market was huge in 2020, and I have copped many times to being a part of it. I don't care if you judge me for it. If you do, have fun. I'm 40 years old. I don't really care. But I think the rep market is taking a little bit of a hit because the amount of pairs that people are going for now on that market is dwindling. It's really only the hype shoes. But for a while there, you had to go to the rep market to literally get every shoe that was coming out. It's no longer the case anymore, and that's kind of the great thing about where we are. But at the same time, people are complaining about where we are. They're complaining about the fact that we have availability. They're complaining about the fact that all the shoes suck. Well, listen, folks, here's the thing, and I've said this before. A year ago, if you were on the sneakers app and you were trying to get a shoe and it sold out, it's because there are too many of us and too few of the sneakers. And now, in order to saturate the market, they're gonna have to saturate it with a lot of crap. It's no different than what Netflix and Amazon have done in the TV market. They try to find something that has worked somewhere else and they're gonna give you a subpar version of it. Now, they don't think that it's a subpar version of it, but it is. It's a B-grade product, basically. And all these GR Dunks, all these GR Jordans, and even some of the Air Maxes that are coming out, they're just phoning it in. They're trying to put different colors and different materials on it, not in an innovative way, just to say, is this something that's gonna hit? Let's hope that it does. A lot of them, again, they're not selling out anymore. When you went on the sneakers app, almost every shoe that came up sold out just like that. It doesn't work that way anymore. And that's kind of a great thing. But we need to understand what we want as sneaker lovers. At the end of it all, don't we just want the shoes in our collection? We wanna be able to have a chance. We didn't have a fighting chance before. Now we have a fighting chance not only to get them on release day, but to possibly find them afterward, to possibly get them at a discount. That's where we wanna be. But you know what's gonna happen? We're all going to ruin this because we're going to see people being able to get them at a discount and now we're gonna judge them. The reason I started this show, the reason that I podcast about this and the reason that I do anything related to sneakers is because I love them. We're all supposed to be in this for the love. And I fear that as time goes on, we're not gonna love them anymore. I think we loved what they could do for us and maybe that's still the case for some people. It's not nearly what it was. It's not nearly going to be what it was in 2020. This could be the golden era of sneakers because you have choices and you have the ability to say, do I want A or do I want B? We didn't have that before, now we have it. I think we shouldn't take that for granted. So where is sneaker culture today? Well, that's up to you to decide. Release of the week where I like to highlight a shoe that catches my eye. It's not always hype, sometimes it is. In this particular case, it's not, but I just want you to know about it because I think it's important that we highlight one of the many sneakers that are coming out in the particular week that I do this episode. So this week, I talked about Air Maxes earlier. I've been kind of in an Air Max, almost like a phase, because I think that the Air Maxes are getting a little bit more of a shine than they used to. I think because Jordans and Dunks are failing so much and sitting on the shelves so often, 
The Air Maxes, I think, are being given a little bit more attention to detail than they had been before. And the Puerto Rico pack that is coming out on July 27th, I think is a home run. Now, I'm not Puerto Rican. I'm not from Puerto Rico. But you all know me. I love a shoe and am a sucker for a shoe that tells a story. And I think that shoes that share part of a heritage have a great story behind them. And I think they are meaningful for a lot of the people in the culture who can identify or are Puerto Rican. And I think that the blue colorway is spectacular. The blue colors are very vibrant, blue, white, red. I mean, how can you go wrong with that particular color scheme? Even the orange pair. I think the orange pair is really great too. They're bold for sure, but it's summertime, man. Wear them at a resort somewhere. Wear them to the beach. Wear them on a vacation in the wintertime. They're a great shoe. Air Maxes, I think, right now are comfortable. I think the Air Max 1s are probably the more comfortable of all the Air Maxes that are out there. They're a great shoe, and I just think that they are wonderful. So I asked you at the beginning, where is sneaker culture? And I said, it's up to you, because I think it is up to how you participate in this culture. For me, I'm going to do what I've always done. I'm going to wear what I want to wear but I now have choices. I don't have to pick and choose and always feel like I have to go for something rare. I know I got caught up in that moment, but now the moment is gone and something that's hype can be for all of you. It maybe isn't for me. And you know what? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with where I am. If you want to get in touch with the show at Fire Footwear on Instagram is the handle to do so. I'd love to hear from you. That's where a lot of people hang out with me. They ask me a lot of questions and that's where I get the most engagement and content. So it's pretty awesome there. We are on Facebook, Fire Footwear, a sneaker podcast can be found there. INC Sports on YouTube. That is where you can find this show if you're looking for the video of this podcast only. Nothing changes in the audio space, but if you look in the show notes here, you can find the link to the YouTube page. Hit subscribe and like. You don't have to. It's not mandatory, but it is very, very helpful. For all the audio listeners, nothing changes for you. The cadence of the show remains the same. The quality, the genuine nature of how I podcast remains the same. And you can find us on all of your podcasting platforms. However, if you are listening on Apple or Spotify, don't forget to hit follow and give it some stars. Give us a rating. It means the world to me. It helps the show chart and everything. And honestly, that's what I want to keep doing. Hope this finds everybody well. I hope this finds everybody safe. I want to thank every single one of you for giving your time this week, whether you're watching or listening. This is Fire Footwear. Opinions and viewpoints expressed on Fire Footwear are those of Matt Freights and his guests and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Fire Footwear is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.